0: Good evening and welcome to Left, Right and Centre. I'm Nidhi Razdan. In a big boost for the Modi government today, the Supreme Court upheld the legality of the controversial notes ban of 2016, in which 1,500 rupee currency notes were suddenly demonetized. It was a 4-1 majority judgement of the constitution bench today, with one judge disagreeing and calling the move unlawful. The majority, however, said the centre was well within its rights to demonetize banknotes and that there were no flaws in the decision-making process. The court's majority judgment said the center is required to act in consultation with the Reserve Bank of India and that this consultation did take place for six months. The majority judgment also went on to say the demonetization notification on the 8th of November that year satisfied the test of proportionality. However, in a strong dissenting judgment, Justice B.V. Nagaratna called the notes ban vitiated and unlawful, but said status quo can now not be restored. She said it should have been done through an act of parliament and added that the documents and records submitted by the centre and the RBI, which included phrases like as desired by the central government, show that there was no independent application of mind by the Reserve Bank of India. Well, more than six years later, this verdict has come. There were a huge number of petitions more than 50 of them that were actually challenging the demonetization move in the supreme court at the end of the day has this finally buried the ghosts of demonetization uh, or does that debate still continue as the opposition seems to suggest joining us first on the program tonight is mr rajiv kumar uh, the former vice chairman of niti ayog mr kumar great to have you with us and a very happy new year to you first of all my first well, happy question new year to you
1: Liri, thank you very thank
0: you much for my first question really is on you know the verdict itself i mean it's it's kind of surreal it's been more than 6 years uh, in a way uh, do you think this was an academic exercise
1: i think entirely it was an academic exercise 6 years after the event uh, and you know and the fact that this cannot be undone uh, there is no uh, there is no recourse as as it were what's happened has happened i think this was more um, uh, this was more an exercise in saying whether The government was, uh, you know, the legitimacy, the government's legitimacy, legality, etc. And, uh, you know, the economic impact of whatever has happened, has happened. So, uh, and I think to that extent, um, I would think of it as an academic exercise. Uh, You know, and uh, the only thing they could have done is to say whether the processes required were followed. And there it seems they were followed, uh, from the majority judgment at least. And uh, I also don't agree with the dissenting judgment, uh, you know, of uh, um, um, Justice Nagaratna uh, that this was unlawful and it should have been done through the Parliament. An act like that cannot be done through the Parliament. I mean, the whole, the purpose, the point of that act, right or wrong, we can discuss later, is the element of surprise. So you can't do it through an act of Parliament. So I'm, I'm, I think, uh, you know, these are, these are, uh, uh, you know, these are opinions which really one, don't matter, and two, I think, uh, uh, should have been considered before, before being passed.
0: But uh, let me ask you, in terms of the actual impact of demonetization, it has been much debated and much discussed now for six more than six years. In terms of its stated goals, one of them was, for example, eliminating fake currency. Now, the RBI's own data shows today that counterfeit currency, fake currency, has actually increased in 2022, uh, as opposed to back in 2016. And all that data is coming up on our screens as we speak. The other objective was... To bring black money, you know, back in, in into the white fold, that didn't happen because not more than 99% of the currency, as you know, that was demonetized was actually returned. So uh, black money isn't necessarily actually cash that's sitting under people's beds. Uh, and then on the issue of digitizing the economy, the, the data is mixed because digitization has definitely gone up. But today we have much more cash circulating in the system, almost double from 2016 as per the RBI's own data. So, in other words, do you think that the primary objectives of demonetization were actually achieved?
1: Really, that's a, that's a great question. And also, I think the outcomes are, are, are quite mixed uh, because given the nature of our economy, given the nature of the unorganized sector in the economy, given that large segments of the economy still run on cash, including very large sectors like like the construction, etc. Uh, you know, the, the attempt at... Uh, uh, weeding out and completely sort of, you know, uh, weeding out the cash economy or the black money, etc., I don't think uh, would could have been achieved, but I think the greatest success that it is uh, it has done is in the digitization. I mean, today, if you see the latest uh, numbers that have come out is that under the UPI, uh, 7.82 billion transactions in the month of December. Uh, above 10 trillion rupees, 10 lakh crore rupees. You know, so I think that that whole fintech digitization uh, thing, uh, you know, at, has got a huge fillip on this one. Now, about the fake currency, in any case, uh, the numbers are so minor, they're so small, you know, uh, 10, 20 crore, you know, uh, and so on. It doesn't really matter. But the big one, which I, for which I had supported uh, the demonetization when it took place, was my hope uh, that it will lead. It will result in uh you know in, in a more in a less uh cash oriented economy, and that I'm afraid hasn't happened because I think the way the exercise was undertaken at that time and you know and and and, and given the sort of the modalities of it uh, that that objective uh has not been achieved, and I doubt if it could be achieved the way. You know, it In been fact, done, it a much larger. Sure, uh, you know, but, uh, but 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 from what you're saying, chain. Mr.
0: Rajiv Kumar, I mean, doesn't that actually prove that uh, perhaps we were on our way to becoming a more digitized economy anyway? Uh, and it wasn't as a byproduct of demonetization because the, the the cash component has clearly gone up we have more cash circulating today far more than we did back then but so has digitization so was that happening irrespective
1: Nidhi, if you look at the i'm not sure of the figures but i think if you look at cash as a percentage of total of gdp then that percentage i think has declined you know it was much higher and i think you know in terms of total volume of cash yes of course but I mean, please remember Uh, That the cash has doubled, but also the GDP has grown at the same time in nominal terms. And therefore, uh, you know, that was, we are still much higher than some of the organized developed economies in terms of cash. Currency
0: notes in circulation today are 72% higher than they were in November of 2016 when demonetization was announced. So that's quite a big big number. I'm
1: not sure how high the uh, GDP has been, but, but, you know, know, the, the fact is that digitization can be linked to that one act. You know, because there was there was a incentive, there was a great flip uh, given to uh, digitisation because people were looking for those alternatives, and I think this is one trend which, if it continues, and where, by the way, India today leads, even countries like China is multiple times that of the U.S., we will see a massive impact on the economic activity in the country and in the in converting the unorganised sector to the organised sector. So that's, but, um, that, 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 that's my view, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me, though, come back to you on, on, on the today's judgment and, and what you said on the dissenting judgment where you said you disagreed that it should have been done through parliament. There are many experts who agree with you on that, who say there needs to be an element of surprise and demonetization. I think, though, uh, what the dissenting judge was also making a point about was, was the RBI itself. Uh, that in a sense, you know, what was the RBI board doing? Was the RBI just, you know, in a sense, ticking off boxes? And, and going along with whatever the government was advising them to do. Is there a bigger lesson here about institutional independence and the long-term consequences uh, of, of a decision being taken in this way?
1: Yeah, you, you know, Nidhi, uh, the charge is that there is no application of mind by the RBI board. And, you know, because as soon as the government in some sense made a formal request to the RBI, the board concurred and said yes. But please remember that this discussion with the RBI and the central government had been going on for six months. So I think, you know, that whole application in mind is not just after the formal request, but is the whole process of that is going on. Having said that, I think, uh, you know, the, the the autonomy of the central bank that you talk about is extremely important and has to be preserved and conserved. Now, I'm not uh, I'm not sure whether this judgment or this particular act has eroded that autonomy. There are several other aspects of it which should be taken into consideration and there is this you know this little bit of tension between you know, the fiscal and the monetary policy etc but uh, my own view of the matter is that RBI under the governor that were at that time was duly consulted uh, and uh, the formal concurrence came soon after but doesn't show that there was a lack of application of mind in this regard so finally the autonomy is important and should be maintained and preserved
0: Finally, Mr. Rajiv Kumar, as as you said very, you know, frankly, uh, you you believe that the uh, goals of demonetization ultimately, it was a mixed bag, how it all turned out. So in the end, was it worth it?
1: Oh, well, um, six years later, I'm not so sure of it. I was convinced that it was worth it when it was undertaken. But the way things have turned out. uh, But let me say that, the, 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 flip that it has given to digitization and to the growth of the FinTech industry and to the fact that it is now you've got huge, much bigger financial inclusion in the economy, etc. Uh, I won't maybe repeat it, but I think when it was done, uh, it was done uh, with, with the, the, the purpose that it was done have been largely achieved.
0: All right, uh, Mr. Rajiv Kumar, thank you very much for being very forthright with your views on that today. Uh, the former Vice Chairman of the Niti Ayog, they're talking about uh, demonetization. So, let me go straight across uh, to our panelists this evening. We have uh, Mr. R. Gandhi, former Deputy Governor of the RBI, joining us. Subhash Chandragag, former Finance Secretary with uh, the Government of India, is with us. And uh, our two politicians tonight, Supriya Srinet, National Spokesperson of the Congress, and BJP Leader Karuna Gopal, with us as well. Thank you very much to all of you for being with us. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Mr. Garg, first, uh, you know, w- what do you make of, of today's majority judgment and its implications? Uh, as I keep saying, is this all really an academic exercise? So
2: this is very clear as far as the constitutionality and the legality of the demonetization decision is concerned. It has been upheld um, by a very uh, solid majority, Um, and that question to my mind is now settled. We should not be debating this any longer. But the question about the objectives of the uh, demonetization, whether those objectives were achieved or not, I think uh, uh, by and large, The objectives have not been achieved, though some objectives did um, get achieved. For example, the uh, there was a temporary blip in the terrorist activity in Jammu and Kashmir. The fake notes, um, which were in circulation, got uh, mostly uh, eliminated. But the black money continues to um, remain in the economy. The cash is as dominant as it was there, these are actually handled by uh, different policy decisions, not the demonetization. Um, Black money uh, is whether you uh, tax uh, reasonably, whether you have a good GST system in the country, whether your property um, management systems are uh, good or not, it depends on that and um, uh, not on the demonetization. So I think uh, on that front, uh, the block, black money and the corruption, which was cited as the principal objectives of the demonetization exercise, I, I think it was a, uh, a kind of mis- okay. misadventure.
0: All right, Mr. Gandhi. B- before I come to the politics of this, just on you know on the RBI itself, uh, the dissenting judgment is actually rather scathing on what the RBI was doing, what the RBI's board was doing uh, when uh, this you know this decision was being taken. Uh, what does that say about the RBI as an institution?
3: Say, uh, any public policy related uh, suggestions can emanate from any anybody, any stakeholder. It can be within the Reserve Bank, they can come out with a certain ideas, or they can receive it from anybody from outside, including the government. So, once a suggestion has come from any quarters, it is the Reserve Bank's duty to uh, examine that and find that, uh, and it, it in its own wisdom, uh, based on its own research and. Uh, other principles it can come to certain conclusions and make by if it can take decide if it can take decision itself it is supposed to decide or it is supposed to be recommended to government then it recommends to the government and there are any number of uh, other uh, instances we have seen uh, in this, uh, in the as per history of uh, reserve bank of india where reserve bank has differed from government's uh, recommendations or <coughs> um, government's queries any number of uh, instances are there. So, the, the Bank applies its own mind and comes to certain conclusions. And based on that, either it decides if it is within its own Do you think they did that during demonetization? Domain. Yeah.
2: Do
0: you think that the RBI did that during demonetization, independently apply their mind?
1: Yeah,
3: because it has been under discussion between the President Bank and the government for several months. And finally, when on, on that particular day, it has been, uh, uh, the decision has been, uh, it has been discussed in the board and board has recommended to uh, the government. So that way, uh, the process has been gone through. Of course, dissenting uh, judgment has a different view on that. We respect that. We have to, because it is a view uh, expressed by the Honorable Supreme Court uh, judge, that is to be respected. Uh,
0: all right uh, so uh, supriya Srinath, the congress says that uh, the bjp and the government shouldn't be too excited by this because the judgment didn't go into the uh, objectives of demonetization it looked at you know the process of consultation and the process by which this happened but at the end of the day is that a bit of hair splitting at the, the, this is a political victory isn't it for the bjp which is today saying that our decision has been upheld by the top court of india supriya
4: No, absolutely not, Nidhi. And I will tell you why. If this was a political victory and if the BJP did indeed think that demonetization was a masterstroke, then every year when the BJP government has celebrated its anniversary in the last six years of being in power, they would have mentioned demonetization amongst the many fake things that they mentioned. But not once, not once in written or spoken word has demonetization been mentioned, much like Achyedin. The Prime Minister doesn't talk about it. The BJP spokespersons up until today did not mention or utter the word demonetization. It's only today because of this technical reason that they are... What has the Supreme Court said? The Supreme Court has essentially said, the majority judgment of the Supreme Court has said that the RBI Act of 1934, Section 26, was indeed followed to execute demonetization. It is quiet on the impact of demonetization. It is also quiet on the merits and the demerits of demonetization. So let us not be swayed by something which the BJP wants to propagate because they were absolutely silent on demonetization up until now. I only have two points to make and I will make them very briefly. I was a journalist when this happened and I was covering this every single day and every single day there was a new goalpost post that the government gave. You know, it will curb terror funding, it is going to bring back black money, it is going to extinguish fake currency and most of all, it will make India a cashless economy. Let us understand what has happened in the next 10 seconds. 15.44 lakh crore of money came back to the banks when it was demonetized, and remember... This is 99.3% of the entire money that is yeah. actually extinguished. And do you know that 31% of the currency that came back to the banks, 31% in value of that currency was deposited as deposits of 80 lakhs. So the rich made their way back, laundered their money, and got their money exchanged. It was all became white. Also, one very important point did India become a cashless economy? Far from it. 72% jump in cash in over the last six years. It was 30, it's 32 lakh crore rupees now. Have we become a cashless economy? No. Cash to GDP was at 8.7% in 2017. It is 13.7% now. In Swiss bank, in over the last 40 years, we have the highest reserves by Indians. So black money has not come back. And counterfeit, fake currency. 500 rupee notes have seen a jump of 102% in the last fiscal. 2,000 rupee currency notes have seen a jump of 55%, fake currency. And Sushil Modi, the BJP MP, is actually telling parliament the truth when he says that 2,000 rupee notes should be extinguished because they are being hoarded That's the black money. This is what the government ended up doing. So let me, let
0: let me, because all all, all that, all those figures you read out, I asked Rajiv Kumar the same thing just now. I heard those answers and I don't think
4: they were convincing at all. Because what Rajiv Kumar is not telling people is that demonetization single-handedly brought India's GDP growth down from 8.3% to 4.1%, single-handedly, one decision, well, I think no it's significant
0: decision. that he said he, he probably wouldn't do it again. I exactly. think that 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 exactly. that probably answered the question. But he also but, said that perhaps most of the objectives have not been yes, achieved. Yes, he said that. He said that. Ka- Ka- uh, Karuna Gopal, then coming back to the merits of demonetization itself. Uh, you know, is, is that an important point? that not, I mean, not just the Congress, but other experts have made as well. Did demonetization at the end of the day really achieve what it had set out to do? Which... Actually, it's true because the goalposts did keep changing in that first 10 days or so. Every day there was a new goal. Most of those goals have not been achieved. Digitization has gone up, but I'm asking whether that would have gone up anyway, uh, even if demonetization hadn't happened. It already seemed to be going that way.
5: Well, Nidhi, I think today the whole discussion is about establishing the legality and the constitutionality of the demonetization. I think the discussion should revolve around it. Because today, if you saw the Twitter uh, feeds of uh, Mr. Chidambaram or Jairam Ramesh, it was talking about how uh, the legality was violated. And in fact, their petition was about it. So I think we better stick to that discussion. The first two uh, problems are uh, the petition of uh, um, former finance minister Chidambaram was talking about two things. One is he he said that... uh, the RBI Act, especially the Section 26, was violated because the recommendation came from the central government and not from the central bank. Well, the second question, uh, the second uh, uh, let's say peeve of uh, the finance minister was why was it not going uh, taken through the route of a parliamentary act, and why was it just made, uh, through the Gazette, uh you know announcement? Now if you have really paid attention to the attorney general, R. Venkatram, he has clarified both points very brilliantly. First of all, he's, he said categorically that these two, the RBI, the central bank and the central government are, they work together. They have to move in tandem as far as national interest goes or nation building goes. And uh, the inputs that have been given by the uh, central government have been duly considered. There have been debates and then finally they came back. So there is no question that the central bank has not acted on that. The first, the first answer to uh, Jairam, uh, Jairam Ramesh and also the former finance minister's allegations. Well, the second one, why not take the route of the parliament? You heard Rajiv Kumar saying that it's not, it's not a recommended uh, route at all. Another interesting thing that uh, uh, the attorney general said was, as far as currency regulation is concerned, the RBI is even above the parliament. So these two things have to be kept in mind. And. Uh, We are today talking about the constitutionality and the legality and they have been both established by the Honourable Supreme Court and if anyone... You're absolutely
0: right because the majority judgment is clear. It has upheld the the process by which this was done. It has said there is nothing illegal about it, etc., etc., etc. But we also have to talk about the merits of demonetization. Uh, And and so I come back to my question. Uh, Actually, what I asked Rajiv Kumar, Uh, we have pictures of how people were lining up to get their cash... Um, and, and turn their cash good. back into the banks was it worth it karuna gopal did it did it uh, you know achieve what it set out to do
5: you know i am very surprised that first of all i heard the congress spokesperson saying that today the honorable high court has not evaluated the performance of uh, uh, the demonetization I, I don't think it's in the purview it's not in the domain of the courts to establish whether it's uh, you know performing well or not i mean we there there is So it's, you cannot even talk about it. Now what we have to talk, what we have to talk about is whether it has really worked well for the country. So as you've heard, Mr. Rajiv Kumar categorically said that the digitization has increased phenomenally. The fintech industry is doing today. World over, everybody talks about it. If you look at the numbers, 12 lakh crores of UPI transactions. I mean, is it, is it even a number that people can take it lightly? Yes, no, but this but, is but the cash, this is... cash
0: circulating in the economy is 72% up since then. And as he also oh. said, he probably wouldn't do demonetization again. He, Apart I mean, from digitization, is... there was really nothing he, else that are, was
5: achieved. See, every South Eastern, uh, Southeast Asian economy has been fraught with these kind of uh, you know, uh, corruption activities. And India is no exception. And we have to accept all that. And, you know, whenever people talk, they take such an insular view of economy, insular view of acts. Like you just look at one thing and look at only that particular thing through a narrow lens or through a political lens and come out with these kind of uh, allegations. But today, look at look at what we are doing. Even the even the roadside vendor has a UPI payment today. I I think everyone through that. So why? uh, What about terror, uh, terror funding? There's so much of uh, reduction in uh, terror uh, funding today. And stone pelting. are we hearing about it? And you know something? The Ulfas and the borders, their coffers have
4: dried up. How many
0: of you know? In fact, so, I'm just... So, so Supriya, do you want to it? Go ahead.
4: You know, I just have one challenge to throw to the BJP this evening. You were quiet on demonetization, just like Akshay then You've never uttered the word demonetization because it was a mistake of a colossal nature. It was organized loot and legalized plunder like Dr. Manmohan Singh called it. I challenge you, if it is such a great decision, let the Prime Minister of this country, Mr. Modi, along with his finance minister, come and do a press conference tomorrow, take questions on demonetization and explain to this country why demonetization was good. It was never good. It never fulfilled a single objective. And let me tell you, Madam, A, it not use, for the high court. Please keep quiet and listen has to failed. Me. Listen to me now. No, listen to me. When you said no. that merits of demonetization cannot be under the purview of the court, they absolutely jolly well can be. Because this is an executive decision. You colossally failed with demonetization. You are talking about digital economy. What
0: about 8.35% you unemployment in this country? Today what about emergency support?
5: No.
0: Okay, let, let, let's let Karuna activity. Gopal answer that to be fair. Said, yes.
4: said, what about unemployment? Okay, Sup- Sup- Supriya, no, let no, Karuna no. Gopal answer that. She
0: doesn't have any answer. Let her answer Congress, that. that. Let, let her answer Please, please. Yes,
5: Karuna Gopal. Nidhi, I'm saying today, Nidhi, I'm saying the Congress and the Congress leaders failed miserably today. The 58 petitions have been challenging only the constitutionality and the legality of demonetization. Today they fail miserably and now they have no option but to now fall on to how much has demonetization achieved. And that's none. If you do, my dear colleague, if you do a little bit of a study, put your good mind to understanding numbers, you will know what it has achieved. You, If you keep safety of India in mind, you will appreciate it 100%. If you... Do you speak to if me you paid, not, not, no. if you are not no if you care for india you care for india and, growth, and, the, and the marginalized the people speak to me about cash in
4: the economy speak to, me about, about the economy. The speak country, to me about you care for the security of the country you care for it speak to me about counterfeit currency can you give me one figure that justifies any of the four rupees 300 gold million
5: rupees have vanished like that
4: 300
5: million rupees have let let me just Guys, one second, one second. We're all talking over each other. Let me me just get Mr.
0: Garg to make a final comment on this, Mr. Garg, In terms of what uh, today's majority judgment and the dissenting verdict in particular, do you believe that you know this you know raises a spotlight on the RBI's independence and you know its functioning as an institution?
2: See, the demonetization decision was in a way uh, uh, given for our, to RBI to take it. Um, that was not a, a matter where RBI was to independently apply its mind. Um, that's the truth, uh, whatever we may say formally or the other way. And the RBI agreed. Uh, we heard, uh, we have on public space Raghuram Rajan's comment saying that he had given a dissenting note. But b- by that matter, demonetizations have always been opposed by the Reserve Bank. Even earlier two demonetizations have been. So I don't think we should look too much into the RBI's independence vis-a-vis the yeah. demonetization decision. Why,
0: why judge RBI? Well, I I have to leave it at that. In fact, we're going to be joined by Mr. Chidambaram now uh, uh, to to talk about uh, this issue further. Thank you very much to all of you for joining us. Joining us now is former finance minister and one of the most senior lawyers who argued this case in court, in the Supreme Court, is Mr. P. Chidambaram. Mr. Chidambaram, thanks very much for being with us. Uh, Can I first begin by asking you the relevance of this order in the first place in a sense, did it become an academic exercise given that the notes ban happened in November of 2016 and here we are more than six years later in 2023?
6: Well, let me make it clear. I'm not on your show as a advocate who argued the case. I'm here as a member of parliament representing the Congress party. So that must be made clear. See, the fact that this case was taken up after six years Itself was a dampener on any deep scrutiny of the issue. I wish this case had been taken up within, say, one or two months of the demonetization. Be that as it may, the majority decision does not, does not uphold either the wisdom of the government's decision or whether the objectives set out before demonetization achieved. The majority steered clear of those two vital issues. And we had conceded that effective relief cannot be taken granted by the court, but we were absolutely clear that the court can certainly interpret the law and lay down the guidelines for any future action. I think those two issues have been addressed by both the majority judgment and the minority judgment.
0: Let's just look at the majority judgment uh, in, in some detail first. Uh, one, one thing that it has said very clearly is that uh, the, they find no fault with the process uh, and that there was consultation between the RBI and the government for six months Uh, prior to the decision actually being announced on the 8th of November, uh, also that it it couldn't be struck down on grounds of proportionality. Uh, You may say that the court didn't technically comment on the objectives of demonetization, but are we splitting hairs here? If they're okay with the process, um, does the rest matter?
6: It does matter. It does matter to Parliament. It does matter to the people of India. You follow a process but you don't achieve your objectives. Then why did you put people to so much difficulty and hardship? Anyway, now that the majority is declared the law, we are bound by the law. We bow down to the law. But read the majority along with the minority. The minority is explained that there was practically no consultation. It emanated from the central government's letter and the... RBI simply responded to that central government's letter and the decision was taken in 24 months. Therefore, we have a majority, we have a minority, and as I've said, a famous Chief Justice of the United States said, the dissent, the dissenting judgment is an appeal to the brooding spirit of the law, an appeal to a future date when a later decision may possibly correct the error which the author of the dissenting judgment believes that the court fell into. I'm only quoting a famous statement by a former Chief Justice of the United States, which has been quoted several times by the Indian Supreme Court
0: are you suggesting uh, in a sense that the the dissenting judgment uh, may in, in fact hold greater significance in how future decisions may be taken by the government in that she has pointed out uh, you know that parliament should have been taken on board uh, on a matter of such national importance etc uh, do, do you believe that perhaps it would make the government think twice before another big decision is announced in the future or is, is that too much i don't
6: think the government will dare take a decision like demonetization in the future Remember, in ADM Jabalpur, which upheld the emergency powers of the government, there was a dissenting judgment by Justice Kanna, which ultimately has become the majority view of the Supreme Court today. Similarly, um, um, uh, Justice Chandrachu's judgment in an earlier case was overruled by the present uh, Dr. Justice Chandrachu. Therefore, it's possible that if they take another vast decision like the present one, it's quite possible that the dissenting judgment, the views expressed by the dissenting judgment, could become the uh, law declared by the Supreme Court. I'm only hoping it will happen, but I doubt whether the government will dare take another decision like demonetization.
0: Mr Chidambaram, today the bjp uh, has has made the argument that the congress uh, is has opposed demonetization because that it, it it ultimately helped india's poor it helped the digital economy grow it prevented uh, any leakages in direct benefit transfers to the poor uh, etc the data on this, of course, is mixed because you've seen you know, the sort of digital economy grow, but you've also seen far more cash come back into the system than before demonetization. How would you respond to, to, to their justification for it?
6: It only proves our argument that digitization has nothing to do with demonetization. Without demonetization, also the digital economy would have grown. What they said was cashless economy. Then they modified it to say less cash economy. Now, what is the situation today? We today have twice the amount of cash circulating as it was on November 8, 2016. Twice the amount of cash. I think about 17 uh, lakh crore has become 32 lakh crore. Therefore, our argument has been vindicated by the facts that digitization has nothing to do with demonetization. Without demonetization also, there would have been rapid digitization.
0: All right, Mr. Chidamran, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you very much for joining us on that important story uh, as the political fallout and the debate over demonetization continues. Thank you.
1: Thank you.